Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior dog pet parents. Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution podcast. I am Dr. Monica Tarantino and your host, and I'm so glad you guys are here. This week, we're going to cover a really common question that I get in exam rooms regarding the C word, which is cancer, and routine blood work. And the question is, will routine blood work pick up on cancer in my pet? I think this is a really great question that pet parents ask because we are always advocating and I'm always recommending that we do routine annual screening and sometimes semi-annual screening, honestly, of blood work. And, you know, cancer is something that older dogs are prone to. In fact, we know that as our dogs get older, their chances of developing cancer increase. So senior dogs are in a demographic of dogs that have a far higher chance of getting cancer than their younger counterparts, right? And so the question of whether or not routine blood work will pick up on cancer is a really great one. The answer is no, not really. Um, Blood work can help give me an inclination that cancer may be there, but more often than not, you need more diagnostics to determine if your pet has cancer. And I'm going to start off by just sharing a personal story about Frodo, who was my Westie. He was a Wesley that lived to be um, 15 years old with me. And he was my soul dog. His name was Frodo Baggins Tarantino. So during my fourth year of vet school, when Frodo turned 12, I took him in for his annual appointment. We did blood work on him, routine blood work on him. And it came back. It was beautiful. The blood work, the kidney values look good. Liver values look good. Red blood cells and white blood cells. All of it looked great for a 12-year-old dog. I was super excited. Then about two months later, I remember waking up one morning and I found Frodo collapsed by my bed on the floor. He was so weak, he couldn't really get up. When I looked at his gums, they were really pale. So I scooped him up, threw on my scrubs, ran into work, into the hospital, and we found out um, with some x-rays and some blood work that he actually had a tumor internally on his spleen that was bleeding out. And so he had internal bleeding and hemorrhaging, and I had to make a really quick decision to approve an emergency surgery for him to get rid of that bleeding tumor and remove it, not knowing if it was cancer or not, but being suspicious of cancer for sure. And I decided, of course, I want to get this tumor out of him. He had a really good quality of life. We did the emergency surgery. He did fantastic. Now, I can tell you guys more about that story later on. I mean, there's so much more to it. The drama of waking up and finding your dog by your bedside collapsed. It's like every owner's worst nightmare. And of course, even as vets, we are not you know, immune to having these things happen to our pets. So how, a lot of people would be like, well, how, if you just had normal blood work, could he have had a tumor that popped up, I think it was a month or two later, that wasn't picked up on your blood work? And the answer is that, Blood work doesn't pick up on cancer oftentimes, and that's kind of the answer. And so that's my example of a story with my own personal dog where Frodo likely had that tumor at the time of his vet visit. And we did our blood work. I did, you know, we did our due diligence with routine screening with him, and it was unable to pick up on the type of cancer that he had. So he had a hemangiosarcoma, which is a type of cancer that commonly likes to inhabit the spleen in dogs. 
Um, other places too, we see them on the skin, we see them elsewhere as well, but commonly on the spleen. And that type of cancer just isn't going to show up on blood work commonly. Um, and I wanted to give that example to you guys right off the bat. So you kind of understand that, you know, why I'm saying that blood work doesn't really pick up on cancer all the time. So cancer can be there. And one of the things that you'll learn the more you listen to the podcast with me is that very example that I just gave you is one of the reasons why when you hear myself and Dr. Lisa Lippman talking about senior dogs, we commonly will advocate for imaging of senior dogs to go along with blood work. And this is even in dogs that are completely healthy. Most owners do not do it. <laughs> so even when I recommend it, I would tell you most owners are like, we don't want to spend the extra money on that. But I'm telling you that we will commonly recommend imaging or just offer it to senior dog pet parents if they're interested, because oftentimes you need more than just blood work to help pick up on cancer. And so, you know, the idea after I had that experience of Frodo, the idea crossed my mind, well, what if I had taken x-rays? You know, what if like we added in screening x-rays of the chest and the abdomen of these senior dogs to their routines that we do at their physical exams every year, once or twice a year to see if we can pick up on it. And that's not, that also is not a perfect solution because there's a chance that if I had done x-rays four months beforehand, I may not have seen that tumor, you know, um, but it is something that could help us screen for cancer. So the whole point of this story is that blood work does not always pick up on cancer. Oftentimes, if you're really looking for cancer, it's best to do a combination of blood work and imaging. Imaging, so imaging, which includes x-rays or ultrasound are the most common ones that we often offer to our pets. Imaging is not a standard for senior dogs that are feeling great. Usually we do imaging in veterinary medicine when a pet is sick. So imaging is not right now at this time used as a preventative diagnostic on pets. I would like for that to change at some point, but right now, currently, it's just very much not the standard. It's a little bit like, you know, some people are kind of like, why go looking if the pet's doing well? That's one perspective on it. After I had that experience with Frodo, and I've had many more experiences with my senior patients, I have come to the conclusion that some pet parents would actually love to do the imaging on their pets every year when they're seniors. Some may do part of the imaging and just do chest x-rays once a year. Others may want to do both chest and abdominal x-rays or chest x-rays and an ultrasound. They might want to do some sort of combination of imaging on their pet. So it really, a lot of it really just depends on the type of pet parent that I have there on what they'll want to do. So that's just one thought that if you're really going to be looking for cancer, uh, blood work can give you an inclination that cancer can be there. And I'm going to talk about that in the next episode, but it often is not going to pick up on cancer just uh, routinely. Okay. So for pet parents that are worried about cancer, I will often be suggesting both blood work and imaging. So x-rays or ultrasound. So just keep that in mind that if you are worried about cancer in your pet, ask for, ask if you can do blood work and imaging or get an estimate for that um, and see if you guys are able to do that because that is how I would suggest screening for cancer if you're worried about it. I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. I know we had to kind of deep dive into just a topic that I think brings 
a lot of stress to a lot of pet parents and rightfully so, like we discussed earlier, but hopefully that was helpful to you guys. Um, we will in a future episode, I will be discussing what blood work is really helpful for and why I love it as just a routine preventative diagnostic tool on our pets that we should be doing every year because it really has helped me find disease in dogs. It's helped me delay disease in dogs. And it's really helped me save lives, honestly, in dogs. So it really is a great diagnostic tool. But again, for cancer, my suggestion is going to be that you do a combination of both blood work um, and some imaging and ask your vet if you can do that, if you're worried about that. Okay. So that's it, guys. I hope you all are having a wonderful night. I did want to touch base with you guys. I had mentioned previously about a free webinar that the lovely Dr. Lisa Littman and I will be offering here coming up shortly. We originally were going to do it here in February, but because life has happened, we're going to push it back just a little bit. Um, and it's going to be even better for you guys than what we had originally planned. So I'm super excited about it. So we will likely be doing it the first week of March. I will let you guys know dates as soon as I know them, okay? Um, and we're going to have just a limited kind of small group go through this webinar the first time, just so we can make sure that we are hitting all of the things that you guys want to know about and want to learn about. And this webinar is going to be talking about five ways that we can help create a comfortable and pain-free life for our senior dogs. And so we're super excited to do that for you guys. And that's going to be coming up here um, in the next couple of weeks. And we'll give you guys more information on that. Otherwise, if you guys have not done so yet, please come over to Facebook and join our Senior Dog Revolution Pet Parent Facebook group. So I do Facebook Lives every two weeks, at least that's my goal for you guys. I do try to get on there every two weeks and just cover you know, random topics. Sometimes I'll cover topics that we're talking about here in the podcast. Other times I just answer questions that you guys have. So we have a amazing group of pet parents in there. They are literally just some of the kindest, most supportive pet parents in there. So if you're just looking for a community of pet parents that own senior dogs, that is the place to be. And then myself and a registered veterinary nurse that I um, work with in there named Megan McCorkle, um, we will post just some information about senior dogs in there from time to time, just to make sure you guys are still getting that information. So definitely head over there. If you're not a part of our group, we would love to have you. And otherwise... I hope that you guys are having a wonderful day and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. All content on Senior Dog Revolution is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice for your pet. Your dependence on the content of any information found on Senior Dog Revolution is at your own risk as nothing discussed or mentioned here can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. As always, for veterinary care and advice for your pet, please see your veterinarian.